This is Sarah Tova Best. We're in days of Hanukkah. And we left off yesterday. We're learning about Hanukkah and about the pure oil. We left off yesterday with the question of what happened to Torah learning as a result of Hanukkah? What was Hanukkah all about? We were out about to enter an era in which Torah learning would go into a t- completely different phase. We were going to have the oral Torah. I don't know which came first, but before the oral Torah was given, the oral Torah is not allowed to be written down. So when permission was given, and in fact it was, a, a, I guess, a, maybe a decree, I'm not sure, that uh, Hashem said that the oral Torah has to be written down, which became the Mishnah, and then the Gemara, the explanation on that, and then leading to Halacha, etc., that was a very unique kind of a process, and, and it comes with the preparation of Hanukkah. We said that Hanukkah, you don't eat a meal. Instead, you celebrate the oil. Oil is one of the elements that you have at a meal, but we don't eat it, but rather we light it and listen to the other audios to understand the miracle of the oil. The miracle was with oil. We, we, we re- revealed our own oil. And the oil of Tyra, the truth, the essence of Tyra, we, well, what we focused on yesterday is when we revealed our own oil, then Hashem brought out the oil as a miracle. Our own oil is, who are you really? As Hashem's Kala. When it comes to the other thing that was revealed, and really the main thing that happened in Hanukkah was the change in Tyra. The oil of Tyra was revealed. It said bread and water correspond to nigla of Tyra, halacha, and oil, and wine and oil correspond to panemius of Tyra. What's the deepest secret of, secret of Tyra? Who is Hashem? What is Hashem? Who are you? What is life? What is truth? Who are you in relation to him? Oil, the oil of Tyra, razin to razin, corresponds to chassidus. Wine corresponds to razin, kabbalah. The thing about the difference between Kabbalah and Hasidus is Kabbalah takes you out of the world. It teaches you about the higher world, the malachim, spiritual world, all of that. Hasidus is much deeper. It takes you into the world. What is a plastic cup? What is a paper cup? What is a tea bag? What is it really? Why do you need to put hot water on a tea bag? There's a physical reason and there's a spiritual reason. Whatever the tea bag is in its source, and whatever hot water is in its source, they have to come together for a very godly reason. Nothing's but, right? there's no, you know, when it says add hot water and let's steep this tea bag, it's not just because that's how the tea works. The tea works that way because in the islandless, there's something that's going on that is the union of those two. Whatever it is, ask your local rabbi. <laughs> or rabbit. <laughs> but I'm not going to make it up. But the main thing that happened, the main chiddush that happened on Hanukkah was the chiddush in Tyra. Because you have a triangle. There's Hashem, there's Tyra, and there's the Yid. And throughout history, the, our enemies would always come along to try to break one of those. Us to Hashem, us to Tyra, etc. Now, think of this. There's Hashem, Tyra, God, Tyra, and Jews. Okay. And then there's the world underneath of that. So, you ask yourself the question. What did they try to break? The connection between us and Hashem? Mm, 
A little, not so much. The connection between us and Tyra? No, not at all. They told us to learn Tyra. So what's left? What did they try to, what was the connection that they tried to break? The Greeks. Lashkichen, Tyra, Secha. To make them, to make them forget that it's your Torah. To disconnect, to break the connection between Tyra and Hashem. That was, if in this triangle, that's where they attacked. Enemy, you know, Maccabees attacked, you know, the Greeks went and attacked this line in the triangle. Tyra to Hashem. Lashkicham Tyra Secha, to make them forget that it's your Tyra. That's why they said, keep learning Torah. They didn't try to disconnect it from Torah. Just disconnect it from Hashem. Now, here's the question. Why? Obviously, you could imagine, when something comes along as a preparation, you realize something much bigger was going to happen that this prevented you. You know, I don't want to say the word vaccine, but the way the real old-style vaccines used to work, or to bring in this topic, is you take, let's say, uh, take a little bit of measles and put it in a needle, and injected into the person, live measles, and then the body goes, yikes, health, measles, creates antibodies, fights against the measles, and um, and has enough enemy, enough fighting force to fight it off. It's the big one, if the real biggest um, attack of measles comes. That's the way the old vaccines used to work. So you could say, I could bring the V word, but that's the traditional. Now we're not dealing with the vaccine. We're dealing with something else. But that's the traditional vaccine. Hanukkah was a vaccine, or so it seems. You take a little bit of the message that the unholy forces say that we that which is this Torah has nothing to do with God, and you inject it in a syringe into the Jewish people. And all of a sudden, they develop antibodies. They say, what? The same Jewish people who were enamored of the Jew, of the Greek culture and said, we don't need Yiddishkeit anymore. It's so old style. What we need is the wave of the future, the Greek, the Greek culture. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the, the V thing that happened at that time was to so inject in a syringe. This message that Torah has nothing to do with God, this connection, and then the Jewish people will develop antibodies. Which means that when they come to a situation where they might feel themselves, eh, there's really a connection between Hashem and Torah, they'll have enough antibodies to fight it off and say, no. No, we will give our life, Al Kiddush Hashem, to stand up for the truth that it's Tyra Secha. So, it's a very, like, right, this was, Kanika was a vaccine, so to speak, like an old style vaccine, classical vaccine. So, because obviously, we could, and this is just my thoughts, if the, you're talking about a couple of thousand years of gullets that's going to happen after after Hanukkah. And what? There are going to be years in which the, the, the oral Torah will be written down. This is a Chiddush that was not allowed until that moment of Rabbi Yehuda and Nasi. There are dangers in writing down the oral Torah. You can easily, a person can easily sit in the library without a yarmulke, learn Gemara, 
and have no feeling that he has to do anything. In fact, maybe four or five years ago, we were sitting here in 770 at the Malava Malka, and a woman came in, and she sat down with us, and she said um, she came with her husband he uh, from Israel. They had a, um trying to remember, a Tanakh contest. He's a Tanakh genius, a Tanakh genius. And she said, so, so, so he was, he came to compete in the Tanakh championship, the, the contest. And she said, and we asked, you know, we we're just talking about Torah and Mitzvah. She said, no, 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 we don't keep Torah and Mitzvah. We said, oh, that's interesting. And somebody asked, gee, how does he learn so much Tanakh at, without keeping Torah and Mitzvah? She said, you don't understand. That's the, that's the whole point of this particular organization that he's part of that he's now in the competition with, is to prove that you can learn Tanakh and it does not have to obligate you to do Torah Mitzvahs. It was like proudly secular Tanakh scholars that were competing in a in a contest for a prize. And she was very comfortable about it. She said, oh, okay. Interesting. What? The, Yish, the Yiddish system, exactly. But, and these are like the Zionist the Right. So, right, so, so this idea, this idea that that could happen once the oral Torah is written down, you then give rise to the possibility of a bunch of Yiddishism and Zionists who show that, well, you know, this doesn't have to have anything to do with Hashem. It's just a very interesting book, the Tanakh, or, or the oral Torah, Torah Shabbat Peh. So we might come to that point on our own throughout history. It was a possibility. So you could see that Hashem would then inject us with the... <laughs> the so, sorry. I'm a little tech over there. So, um, what were we saying? So Hashem gave us this vaccine. It looks like Hashem gave us this vaccination in advance to make sure that if we would come to that point on our own of saying, what's the connection between Hashem, between Torah and Hashem? It's an interesting book. We would already have the antibodies in us that would fight back. And it worked. It worked. That vaccine worked. Some vaccines worked. This one worked. The one and only, this is a real vaccine. Hanukkah is a real vaccine. <laughs> I'm pro-vaccine, Chronica. Right, the jelly. So, 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 the the interesting thing is, and it's all connected to your your test Kisley. So, one second, just it's hard to record here. One second. So the point was that the miracle was in Shemin Tahar, in pure pure oil. Oh, how did we see that it worked? That we had antibodies. When the same Yidden who said, what do we need with the Torah? It's so antiquated. When they were challenged, they gave their lives of Kiddush Hashem. And really, it's interesting. That is a precedent today. You know, we always say, you see the guy eating the cheeseburger on Yom Kippur, driving in the car, playing loud music with his non-Jewish girlfriend, etc., 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 on Yom Kippur. And if somebody challenges him, he will give up, give his life of Kiddush Hashem. The, I think it seems like... Yeah, Chanak... Yeah, Hanukkah gave us the antibodies when we were so disinterested. Most people were so disinterested in Yiddishkeit. Everybody was so blah. This just gave us the antibodies that literally the whole Jewish people were ready to give their lives al Kiddush Hashem 
because the antibodies were created I in them. So, so, one second. Um, So, so says the Rebbe, so what happened to Torah learning after this, after this thing, after this big gazera that we won? So the Indian was that the pure oil was emphasized. Where did you see the pure oil? Okay, we got rid of the Greeks. What happened after that? No, and what after that? The learning of Nisar of Tyra became permeated with, in the learning of Nigla of Tyra, the problem is, and we'll see what it has to do with food, the learning of Nicholas Tari is you become very involved in the world. If you're learning halachas about a cow, you start thinking about cows all day long. If you're learning halachas about shoes and wet shoes and what you can do with your wet shoes or what do you do with your wet socks on Shabbos, you're thinking about socks all day. You get involved in the world. And you can a little bit lose the sense of, you know, so what about Hashem? Hashem, I don't know, thinking about my socks, I'll tell you the truth. Because it's very involving thinking about your wet socks on Shabbos. So, um, so, and therefore the Rebbe says, um, when we're thinking about the world, when we're in Halacha, when we're in Nigla of Tyra, it can be that because also the world is so dark, we can be cognizant of the wonder of the Chachma of the world. Like, wow, these socks are drip dry, amazing. And we could come to the point where we see it's a great, great Chachma and forget who it is that is inside of this this wondrous book. Hashem. Okay. Now, we said about the idea of latkes. So, one of the things is on Hanukkah, we eat, we want the oil. We want the real essence of things. We eat donuts, which is flour and water, but we make it greasy, so it's there. We're having it, it comes through, the greasy taste comes through the flour and water. The same thing in learning of Torah. You see with a mimer that the Rebbe, a mimer or a sikh, as the Rebbe says, it will start with a pasuk from Tanakh, etc., etc., something in Nigla or a halacha, and then a whole unbelievable explanation, deep explanation about this halacha. We see this all the time. This is the way we learn. One halacha, and then 20 pages of explanation on that halacha, the real depth of it, right? What is that? That's Nigla of Tyra combined with Pneumius of Tyra. And the Pneumius of Tyra is there. It's, you feel it through the Nigla of Tyra. What does it look like in a counterpart in the physical world? A, 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 a donut. You feel the oil, the Pneumius of Tyra, coming through the Nigla of Tyra, the flour and water. Right, because when the plain oil. That's right. It only tastes good when it's mixed together. That's right. It has to be mixed together. Exactly. It only tastes good when it's mixed together. So all through history, since Hanukkah, Tyra only tastes good if it's mixed together. Because it's one. We, 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 were, we were still at the point where we're fixing the world, we're purifying the world, and at the same time, and at the same time, it's not enough to just have halacha. You have to start to introduce, why do we keep this halacha? Why do we do this? Panemia said Tyra. Hashem gave it to us. So little, right. So little by little by little by little, the learning of Tyra starts to be the mixing of Nigla of Tyra with Kinemis of Tyra. Right? And eventually, then we will come to the point where we have pure Kinemis of Tyra. What's going to be in Yemaisa Mashiach? We will learn every halacha once. That's it. 
and we will be, what will we do all day? We're going to be learning all day. What are we going to do in our learning all day? To be miyached yehudim. Creating the chasana between us and Hashem. Between and right, Nicholas. right. So, in in the concealed parts of Tyra, what do we see? Um, it's all emphasized in Pneumus in the oil of Tyra, because it's secrets of secrets of secrets, and of um, okay. How long did it take? So here we have this new combination. We have the oil of Tyra, the secrets of Tyra, being filtered right through Nigla of Tyra. For how many years? 2000. Until a certain date. What's the date? Yutes Kislev. Yutes What year? What is Yutes Kislev? Yutes Kislev. Two thousand years later. Um, bathroom doors open. Here's the question. On Hanukkah, the secrets of secrets are revealed, right? And they found the one and only secret. One Pach Shemin. One, one cruise of, of, of pure oil. They found the one and only most important secret. What was it? What did they find out? That you can never become impure. Okay, what's the most important? What, what did everybody else say? What is the most important secret that Hashem has? Or that Tyra has? What is it? I put everybody to... You, you said I already said too much, so I can't say anything. Most important secret. Hello, anybody? Most uh, I must be fascinating. The most important secret that there is is who is Hashem? What is Hashem really? Right? What is Tyra? What is what is a Jew really? What is Tyra really? What is Hashem really? What is this union? What 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 is the world really? It's all one question. What is this really? That's the one secret that they discovered. Oh boy. <laughs> So there's one and only secret. What is the secret that we figured out at Hanukkah time? Think about it. The secret of what's this whole thing that's going on? This union between us and Hashem and Tyra. What is it? What is it? So we came to the recognition. Ah, Enod Novazai. That's all. One little secret. One. One cruise of oil. Enod Novazai. Before that they didn't know? They didn't know in a way of no. They they said it, but they didn't know it. There's always so that's all. That's a, that's the other audios. What was it in this miracle? That you have to listen to the other audios. So it's it's like a 45 minute explanation of each one. But here's the question. So what happened? So what's the chiddush? Why can you give testicles if you had Hanukkah? What do you hear in the world to figure out? What is it all about? Right? You have to do here to figure out. So wasn't Hanukkah good enough? Why do you need your tiskit like 2,000 years later? Any ideas? Wait. So essentially we discovered, we discovered this instinctive thing, this instinctive idea that ain't ad milvadai. 
we were willing to throw the whole thing away and join the Greek culture. To join the Greek culture. And we discovered, ain't a nobody, and we will give our lives up for this. So what do you need to get this kiss late for? I don't really know what I know no brother really means. Tell me a little more. Tell me a little more. Right. Yutes Kislev is, somebody says, what is what is Judaism really? They say, they say, could you expand on that a little bit? It's kind of like a one-liner for me. You could say in a way that Hanukkah we discovered the one-liner in a very deep instinctive way to the point that we were willing to throw our lives into the battle to stand for that truth. But we didn't know what it really means. You just kissed like 2,000 years came along later, came along so that we could understand the way of Havana Saga. Understanding in a way of like, not just feeling it. I feel that I would give my life up for Hashem. Why? I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because Hanukkah, I feel it. Could you explain it to me? Ah, oh, for that you need Yudhis Kisley. Take this one discovery, boom, this one dot, take this one cruise of oil, this one secret about life and truth and Hashem, and now expand it, use it to light the Menorah, and let it light up the entire world forever. Let it light up Tyra forever. What does it look like when it lights up Tyra forever? It looks like the learning of Chabad Chassidus. It's not just a feeling anymore. It's, un- it's learning the whole thing. It's, 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 it's learning all of this in a way that now I can understand it in my, with my mind. Because quite honestly, even though the mood then was everybody was in the, the mood for Messiris Nefesh at the time of Hanukkah, if another juicy philosophy comes along 500 years later, people will dump it again. People will say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're at a point in history where if you can't, you can't just know something intellectually because it has to permeate your heart. But you can't just know it in your heart. If it, if it, if it bypasses your brain, if it bypasses your heart, it's, 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 it's going to be cold knowledge. But if it bypasses, if it, if it bypass, if it's in your heart, if it's, if it's in your heart and it bypasses your brain and you don't understand what it is that you feel, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Let's read the words. Hanukkah, we emphasize the pa'ula of the oil of Tyra, the luminary of Tyra, by learning nigla of Tyra. We're just going to return to this. Hanukkah emphasizes mostly the pa'ula of oil, the luminary of Tyra, by learning Nigla of Tyra. That's the main learning. In other words, you need the basics, like food, like bread, just like you need bread and water to survive. Bread and water corresponds to Nigla of Tyra. You need the basics to live a Jewish life. You need Nigla of Tyra. You need to know what to do. What time is lift benching? You need to know what time, you need to know what's the bracha on the tea that I'm drinking. This is the basics. When it came to Hanukkah, we came to the recognition that the, the, but what's it all about really? What's the essence of Tyra? Who is the one who's giving us this Tyra was now injected into Tyra. 
really the truth is it was all one piece. And we've heard many times from, from, from teachers that in the early years, people would open up Tanakh and they would read a Pasuk in Tanakh. They would be filled with so, Yerush, so much Yerushalayim by learning that they didn't need a separate study of Chabad Chassidus to inspire them because they got the whole package deal, like having honey instead of sugar. Sugar is depleted stuff. So then you have to, or white bread, white bread. It's depleted, so then you have to add a bunch of vitamins to to fill it up again so that it has something in it. As opposed to the real whole grain bread, it's already a full package deal. When we used to learn Tyra in the early years, we were on the level, and the world was luminous enough. The The world wasn't depleting from all sides like it is now. So, so... we were luminous enough and the world was lumin- and, and the world was luminous enough that we could get the whole everything out of a Pusik and Tyra. So and and if that's the case we d- we didn't we, right? That's all we needed was regular learning regular learning. But it came to the point where the darkness became so thick. And how do you know the darkness became so thick? Look at what was going on at the time of Hanukkah. They defiled the base of English. The bad guys defiled the base of English. Like now. Like now. Now we are in the exact same situation where they are, Rahman Aslan, going for the purest of the purest. Meshichai. To, to defile, God forbid. It becomes so dark that you need an extra boost of the truth that comes comes kind of almost from left field to be injected into every in, into the learning of Tyra. Otherwise, otherwise it may not work. That's true. Okay. Okay, we're gonna one more try to finish this this year with all the balagan that's going all around. So we're saying that Hanukkah emphasizes the pa'ula of the oil of Tyra in learning Nicholas Tyra. What does that mean? You learn basic Tyra, but you're permeated with the idea that it's not just a wisdom. It's a Shem's wisdom. This part that is Tyra secha, just at Tyra. Tyra is the wisdom. Okay? That's the bread and water. Tyra is the wisdom. We had that. The Greeks agreed to it. But this one little letter at the end, Tyra said, your Tyra, this was the battle. Just leave off the ha. Just leave off the ha. Just don't say it's Hashem's Tyra. And through the end, everything is good. Hanukkah was the battle for the ha. Hanukkah was the battle to prove that this is a godly wisdom. It's not just a wisdom. It's a godly wisdom. It's your godly wisdom. That was the battle. And we won. And we proved it. And 2,000 years later, Yotes Kisle was the Shlemus Hagili Deshemen Shebetar Shebechanaka. Was the full revelation of this truth. That is your Tyra. That is a godly wisdom. It took 2,000 years to come to that complete 
not just feel it instinctively, but a complete revelation. How did you see it? In the learning of Razin de Razin, the secrets of the secrets of Tyra, it's called the oil of Tyra. As a limud chashuv ikri, a learning that is important in itself. Not only, and what happened after Yudtes Kislev is we were no longer just eating donuts. Meaning, we were no longer mixing the halachas of Tyra, Nikola of Tyra, with a little bit of understanding, so who came up with these halachas? We were no longer mixing the oil with bread and water, with flour and water. But rather, in the olden days, learning the halacha was the main thing. And you want to have a little inspiration to keep the halacha, so you learn a little bit of perush. It's shifted. You know, it's kind of like the energy, the energy, the energy of the masculine energy to the feminine energy. In the days in Gullus when the masculine was higher than the feminine, the masculine was all about, no, what do you have to do? Just, all right, okay. What time are we going there? 2.30, good, right, okay. Right, caveman. The feminine energy is, but really, why are we going, you know, like, all right, the kid got kicked out of school. What do we do? Tell him he's punished for three days. Mm. Uh, right? That's the masculine way. Tell him if he stops, if he gets kicked out of school again, we take away his uh, whatever. Right? His favorite toy. That's the masculine way. The feminine way is, but what's it all about really? And what's he really feeling? And why? And what's the bigger picture? And what's the motivation behind this? And let's look at it in a deeper way. That's what it's all about, the feminine way. So it's switched from the masculine way to the feminine way. From what's the basic halacha? And I need a little inspiration. That was before Hanukkah. To, to, it switched to, now we start to learn the oil of Tyra, the juicy secrets of Tyra. The, why are we here? Whose Tyra is this? As a limud ikri. Learn it in a way that your even your mind will understand it. What 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 we don't want is your hands and feet are holy. You do whatever they tell you to do, but your mind is in uh, home red book magazine. Your mind is in the internet, right? Your mind is in all the websites. We want that our minds should be synced up with our heart and with our soul. And that took the process of Hanukkah to then Yotesh Kislev. And the reason it happened that way is because in recent generations, the secrets of secrets of Tyra were revealed in a way that it became, you could, you could digest it. The more the darkness got stronger, the more the external Chachma got stronger, scientific Chachma and all of that, the easier it was to forget that when we look at info, Tyra is not just info, it's God's wisdom. It's the blueprint of life. It's the blueprint of who you are and what truth is. And therefore, when it gets darker and darker, there's a necessity to pull out the real essence of Tyra. So that it becomes something that becomes almost your basic food. Like 
the learning of Chassidus now becomes basic. You can't get along without it. And so, let's read one more. We're going to read one more comment. The revelation of the oil in Tyrone Hanukkah, and even more so, two thousand over 2,000 years, ending with Yudtes Kislev, is not just So this is a very choppy, uh, this is a very, very choppy shear because we're in a choppy place. <laughs> the question is, why did this great deep secret of Cyrus, the main secret, what is it all about? Who's behind all this wisdom? Is this just plain info? Is Cyrus just another body of info? Or is it godly? And what does that mean that it's godly? What does it mean, Ein od Milvade? There's nothing but Hashem. Why did we discover that at such a dark time? Wouldn't you think that we would discover it at a light time? And yet it was one of the darkest times in history. And why did Hashem give permission to pull out the big guns, Hanukkah time, and then Yudtes Kislev, to give us secrets of terror that as we know it, a secret is something that you're not supposed to tell anybody. It's a secret. If I tell you a secret, you tell me a secret. It doesn't mean go tell everybody else, oh, she told me the secret, but don't tell her that I told you. It means it is a secret. Don't tell anybody. So why are we learning the secrets of Tyra? Doesn't Hashem not want us to not tell them? And he's the one that in the darkest times said, now it's time for me to tell you my secrets. Because if you don't know my secrets, before this, you could manage, you could get along just being told what to do. Now it's just not going to work. Now you need to know my deepest secrets. What motivates me to do what I do? What, mo- what motivates me to, it, it, to, in my wisdom of Tyra, the way, I, the way I do it? So because of the darkness, Hashem had to pull out his deepest secrets. And also because the Isa's man, we're getting close to, not just because it's darker, we're getting close to the time when no one will want to do anything other than to know Hashem's secrets, other than to know Hashem. What does it mean, know Hashem? We're going to know his secrets. And the Yidin will be Chachamim G'dayim, and we will know great deep hidden secrets. The main learning in Yemaisa Mashiach will be the secrets of the secrets. And so, to end off, and, and when we're in Mochemus Hashem, when we're in the wars of Hashem, the only way we're going to win is if we have the secret to win the war. The secret tools about Hashem and about the world and about truth. That's the only way we'll win the world. So this is emphasized in Hanukkah. In addition to this, that it's because of the miracle of the oil, which is connected with Mashiach and has eight days, which is connected to Mashiach. And Yudhis Kislev began the main spreading out. You could say, unless 
end with this. The main, when we, when the group, when the Maccabees found that one cruise of oil, it had the possibility to spread out and illuminate all of time and all of space forever. It illuminated the Menaira for eight days, which essentially illuminated the world forever. That cruise of pure oil is still, on some level, in our Menairas, shining. It's one big Menaira that was lit then that has never been extinguished and never will be. That's the counterpart of that in Tyra is that this secret, there's nothing but Hashem anywhere, spread out, it's called Yafuta Manasechachuta, spread out and expanded, to, is spreading out to fill the entire world. So what's happening in Tyra, what happened in Tyra, reflects the physical act of seeing what that jar of oil did it lit up the world forever and the fact that that jar of oil was found is because in the deepest defilement there is always that little bit of purity and other when the deepest defilement happens that's when it comes up and so So we're going to end off by saying we're in the midst of Nochemus Hashem, a very great darkness in the world today, a very great spiritual darkness, and at the same time a very great light. And we're in the midst of a fierce war, Nochemus Hashem, the last piece of it being fought by Mashiach himself and a Malek, who's trying to fight Mashiach. But Mashiach will win, and Hashem will win, and truth will win. That's what we're up to. And the miracle of Hanukkah, we understand, is something that, that, that cruise of oil is what keeps us going forever and ever. It will shine into Yemaisa Mashiach, that pure little drop of purity, that Maida'ani in every single Jew, the, tr- the deepest, purest truth of Tyra. In a world that worships, we, we, uh, that, that purity will prevail. And to end off with this, I will say, we live now in a world that is being run by falsehood, by um, uh, not very ethical guys who want to make a lot of money and have some very nasty plans, and they think they're going to win, and they manage to to either brainwash half the population and or, um, what's the word, uh, uh, silence any opposing opinions to, to their corrupt, amoral, unholy plans and philosophies. They have incredibly unholy philosophies and incredibly unholy plans. And they have managed to silence any opposing voice and they have managed to get on their side innocent people half of the world to believe that their lies are truth 
And in this, this is the defilement. We are living right now in a world that is a defiled base amigdash, a world that is about to become Hashem's holy abode, a dear betachtayim, so that the whole world will become a mikdash ma'at for Hashem, a dwelling place for Hashem. And at this very moment, we are in, so to speak, the three years in which that holy mikdash has been defiled. And we're right in the midst of it. But we know that in the end, we will find this time not only every Jew, but even every non-Jew will find that cruise of truth, of pure oil. It's got to be pure Tyra truth. And those of us who have it is our obligation to spread the light of that pure oil, that pure Tyra truth, unsullied truth to the whole world. And soon it, the, the flame that it causes will catch on. And as it says about the Parsha, about Yaakov and Esav, that Yaakov is like a fire. And Esav is the straw for that fire. We will, through our determination, bring the entire world to come out of their, their, their uh, brainwashed stupor. They're half asleep. <laughs> They're half asleep stupor. And we'll bring the whole world to wake up, to experience the truth of Hashem, to see the pure light, and to be meister nefesh for truth. Both Jew and Lahabdil non-Jew. People will be meister nefesh for truth, and we will see the Menaira, the truth, shining in its fullest, in the base of Middash, and from the base of Middash, in this entire world. May we find ourselves in that moment now, Mashiach Tzidkenu, the base of Middash Ashlishi, immediately now. Trelas and Chanukah to all. And a total refuah for Chanashir Amalka, Bas, Esther Chaya.